back. This is show, what is this, show 12 already? Doing this thing on uh, January 30th, 2024, show 12. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it, and I hope this finds you well, as always. And, uh, yeah, in Halifax right now, doing the old pod, having a delicious cup of coffee. Can have a sip of it right now, if I don't mind. Mm-mm-mm. The flavors you can get for coffee right now are absolutely ridiculous. I use this um, almond milk. I think it's called Silk or something. And they have these amazing flavors. You got vanilla. Boom. Killer. You got... uh, There's a new one they have. Caramel. 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 Whatever. However you want to say it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Then, holiday time, Christmas time, they come out with a peppermint mocha. I mean, that thing will put you on your ass. Absolutely amazing, delicious. I, this is not an advertisement for those guys. They don't know me. I don't know them. I don't know where it's made. I have no idea. I don't know anything about it. All I know is it tastes delicious in coffee. And uh, I may have a little bit of an addiction to it, okay? <clears throat> I mean, I'm not drinking it by itself. The coffee creamer. I'm not a weirdo, okay? But, man, this stuff is good. Unbelievable. And uh, I put in a little bit of coffee here, and I'll tell you, next thing you know, you're drinking two, three coffees a day, you know, with this stuff in it. And, I mean, it's it's a little bit less sugar than normal creamer, but uh, it may be my Achilles heel. I know I talked a lot about food lately, and, <laughs> and uh, food is dangerous, though right because you need you need it to live but you can go over the top with certain foods and then it ain't good for you right so it's a, it's a tricky one right booze you don't need to live really right uh recreational drugs you don't necessarily need them to live right but food you, you gotta have some food in your life or you're not gonna make it so right that's the slippery slope. Now we're like, oh, she's tipped too far the other way, right? And I'm telling you, these coffee creamers, wow, it makes it hard. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that under control. I remember when I first started drinking coffee as a real everyday thing. Probably was, I don't know, 20 years ago maybe. And I remember when I first went to Starbucks, and I'm sure everybody out there, you know, when you you go to Starbucks. You see they have an array of things, and you're trying to figure out, like, what it is that I'm going to get or not get or whatever. You don't know. All these flavors are insane. You've never seen anything like this in your life, right? Macchiato, Frappuccino. You're like, what the hell is this? What coffee language are they speaking? Because before that, you were just like, you like it black or do you want cream in it? That was it. Two options, right? Next, you know, we got into iced coffee. Next thing you know, there's, like I said, frappuccinos, macchiato, latte. So much choice. Insane choice. Right? And you're like, I don't, I, how do I choose? So the weapon I went with, I don't know if anyone else is out there like this, but I went with the caramel macchiato. And I had no idea how much sugar was in it or how fattening it was. All I know is it tasted delicious. I couldn't believe this was even a coffee. This is because I grew up with like Maxwell House, instant coffee, 
right? That was my first coffee ever, I think, was just, you know, coffee grounds put in the bottom of a cup with hot water poured over it. I'm like, this is this was coffee to me, you know? No one ever made a pot of coffee at my house. So I, I, I had no experience, you know? So I go to a Starbucks, and I mean, your taste buds are blown off. You don't even know that this was possible, that coffee could taste this good, right? And so I went with caramel macchiato, and I had to tell you something. Out of the gate, it was a problem. I mean, I was doing a venti caramel macchiato, maybe one or two a day. I used to go to a Starbucks. I'd sit down. They would. They were one of the first places to have free Wi-Fi. I don't know if you can remember that. Now you go everywhere and there's Wi-Fi. But back then, Starbucks was like, hey, we got free Wi-Fi. It was a big deal, right? So I was a new aspiring comedian. I'm like, I wouldn't like, I'd like to go somewhere and sit down and, and start working on some stand-up, you know? So I'd go to a Starbucks, and I would go there for hours, sit down. I think the only kind of people who go to Starbucks for hours, there's only a couple categories of people. And they're stand-up comedians, right? Some kind of writer, you know? You're writing a book, you're writing a screenplay, you go to a Starbucks. A realtor, for some reason. Realtors like to use a Starbucks as their office, right? And I got to that point. I started using the Starbucks as my office. I would sit down and go, I'm going to crank out. I'm going to sit here for two hours. I'm going to work on some old material and see if I can make it better or come up with some new jokes. And that's what I would do. But I would be pounding through these caramel macchiatos every day. So not to mention the level of caffeine, but the amount of sugar I'm taking in. I mean, I'm bouncing off the walls here. With the old venti. I don't even know what venti means. All I knew was it was their massive coffee. It's like, I'll have the, the venti then. Like, I had no concept of what it even meant. You know? And I'm guzzling through these things. And I tell you, it, it, uh, it became a problem. I mean, it was... You're drinking that much sugar every day? So I'm very aware of it now. I'm trying to like, you know, all right, what's a good amount of this stuff to be putting in my coffee? Sometimes I still have it black to kind of reel it back in a little bit, you know, that push and pull. And um, I don't know what your coffee habits are like or if you even drink it, but it, I'm telling you, it's uh, that is a vehicle for some poor choices if you let it be. And... Um, so I'm grabbing the old reins there. Last week, I think I talked about pizza, the ability to like not eat a full pizza, just have a few slices, save it, some leftovers, you know, for the next day or a day later, like a mature adult. So now I got to start applying that to the old, uh, the old coffee, the old coffee life, you know. And uh, as I said, they're so delicious. I mean, it's it's not easy. It's just not. Um, I don't know if you have something out there that you're like, yeah, I got to keep this in check, you know. This is uh, this could slip real quick. Um, hope things are well out there for you, and uh, you're doing well. I mean, everyone's talking about it, so why not me? Why can't I talk about it? Why can't I have a comment on 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 this phenomenon? Because that's what it is. It's a phenomenon. Taylor Swift. Now I want to preface this by saying, I think Taylor Swift's a very talented human being. I think she's written some incredible songs. Uh, she's very, very talented. She works incredibly hard, it seems. She's very prolific. She, I mean, Taylor Swift puts out a new album every three days, it seems like. I mean, you can buy a Taylor Swift album, you get a shower, there's a new album out. 
You're like, no, I have the new album. You're like, no, no, since you got wet in the shower, she's put out another album with 78 songs on it. That woman puts out so much music, she redoes the music she already put out. She's re-re-re-re-re-recording stuff. Okay? That's how much music she puts out. I, I don't know anyone that prolific. She puts out more music than Spotify does in a year. Okay? So, she, like, you have to take your hat off to her her work ethic and her drive. Like, she, her head is screwed on straight. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's about. And her fans love her. Swifties or whatever you call them. But this woman, this artist, is taking over the world. She's everywhere. I mean, she's dating this this Kelsey guy, the football player. I don't even watch football, and I know who he is. Right? I don't purposely seek out Taylor Swift, and she's everywhere. She's in your social media feed. She's in your house. I mean, you pull back the shower curtain, Taylor Swift's there. I mean, it. I've, I have never seen an artist... In music, comedy, uh, film, television, who literally is everywhere at all times. And I'm not knocking her for it. It's like once you put stuff out in the world as a performer, then it takes on a life of its own. And then the public decide where you're going to be and where you'll show up, um, you know, on devices, on certain platforms. But like never in my lifetime have I seen someone have this kind of monopoly on our attention. I mean, nothing I can think of ever. I mean, Michael Jackson was big back in the 80s. Granted, there was no social media. It was a different time, obviously. He was huge. I mean, you could buy, you know, lunch boxes with Michael Jackson on it and T-shirts. People were wearing a thriller jacket like an idiot. You know, people were trying to moonwalk. I mean, he, he influenced culture. He was everywhere in a lot of ways. But this... This is, this is another level. This is, I don't know if we'll ever see this ever again. To have someone just be in our psyche 24-7 like Taylor Swift is. I just saw something today because her boyfriend is going to the Super Bowl. People, there's a new thing where they're putting bets down on whether or not he's going to propose to her during the Super Bowl. People want to bet on that. Like, at the actual game itself, is he going to get down on one knee and ask Taylor Swift to marry Like, this is, there's betting now. There's odds on that. Have you ever seen that ever in your life? You know what I mean? Michael Jackson never showed up at a woman's sporting event back in the day, and people were just focused on him the whole time, and then asking, will he go down on the field and propose to his female athlete lover? No, that never happened. She is everywhere. I mean, it's, again, no hate. I'm like, man, credit to her. Incredibly talented artist. She's crushing it. She's literally crushing it. And as sometimes as big as she gets, you think there's no way she can get any bigger than that. And she does. She's bigger than that. And I'm like, I, I, just, I just don't know if I've ever seen anything like this ever in my life. And Swifties, her fans, I guess are called Swifties, I'm like, they defend her to the nth degree like they either with them or you're not with them like it's a gang you know and I'm saying right now I think Taylor Swift will have her own currency within the next year 
I think Swifties will be a currency. It'll no longer just be a group of people. It'll be a form of money. It'll be better than Bitcoin. You know? You're able to get a tank of gas for, for 12 Swifties. You know? I, I really believe that's the next step for her. I don't know how much bigger you can get. Like, you, you're going to have to have your own currency. That's the next thing. That's the new... It was like, you know, just uh, you build a rocket ship and now you can go to outer space. You know, billionaires could do that. I think the next thing is going to have to be you, you have your own currency. Right? Swifties. You got a wallet full of Swifties. Right? You go to a poker game, you're putting down a fistful of Swifties on a table. Give me some chips. I'm all in. You know? But I, I I don't know. I'd like to see what you guys think on the on the socials out there. But do you have you can you recall any person monopolizing space and time the way Taylor Swift has? And clearly, she's been very smart with how she's managed her career, how she's managed her money. Um, it, it's I sit and I just in in sheer awe, literally, like wow. This is beyond impressive. Beyond impressive. The tour numbers, how she's built her career, as I said, the amount of music she's put out. Like, I mean, I don't know. Because you got to think about how all the amazing artists we have out there, right? Who are nowhere near Taylor Swift's status. Nowhere near. And they're amazing artists in themselves, in their own right. And they are not at that level. Nowhere near it. You know? Her tour, while it was going on, think about this, her tour, while it was going on, to the cities she couldn't get to, they just made a movie and played it in those cities. A movie about your tour that you're currently on. That's insane. That's how popular she was. And people were going to that, sold out. Singing at a theater, standing up in a theater, watching this thing on a screen. Unreal. Unreal. I don't, I mean, I don't think we'll ever see it again. I, I really don't. I don't think in your lifetime you'll ever see someone with that kind of power. Because that's what it is now. I mean, she has power and influence. Like, apparently in the United States, Republicans are worried that because... I guess Taylor Swift sees herself as a, as a Democrat, and she's come out supporting Democratic uh, candidates before in different elections, that people see it as she could influence the next presidential election. If she gets her fans out and young people out and sways them in a certain direction politically, that it could literally influence the outcome of the presidential election. What? Do you know what I mean? I don't think Diana Ross had that kind of power back in the day. Cindy Lauper, I don't think. People were not too worried about, you know, what's Cindy Lauper saying about the election? Who's she voting for? Nobody cares. But Taylor Swift now could play a major role in who becomes the next president of the United States. Just get your head around that for a second. I mean, wow. Wow. I, I don't even know how to process that, you know? And she goes to these football games now to, to watch her boyfriend play and support him. 
and um, the cameras are watching her just as much as they're watching the game and watching her reactions to the to the game itself, which must be annoying for her if she's like, hey, I just want to go support my partner doing their thing, and now I'm getting all the attention. Like, maybe she's probably like, ah, I don't really want to, but I want to be there to support that person. Like, how do you navigate that life? It must be insane. Insane. And now she may be going to the Super Bowl. And if you're a musician, I don't even know who's playing the Super Bowl this year. If you're a musician and you're like, man, this is my big shot. I'm going to be playing the halftime show of the Super Bowl. And now, on top of that, you've got to be thinking, man, Taylor Swift might be there in the crowd. And people are going to want her to perform. So now you've got to carry around that weight and that anxiety. That the top musician and pop star on the planet in the history of music eh, might just be there, sitting down, up in a box, you know, eating some popcorn, watching, watching the game, watching you perform. No pressure, no, no pressure at all. You just, you just sing your songs there, you know. Who is the halftime performer? Who is the halftime performer? I'm going to look this up right now. I want to see Super Bowl. You're probably yelling it right now at your device because you're like trying, how do you not know who's performing? Usher is performing? Usher. Look, no disrespect. I like Usher. He's had some great songs over the years. Man's taking care of himself, still looks good. Women love Usher, right? He's had some great, great tunes. You make me want to leave the one I'm with. All that. Great. Fantastic. But dude, Taylor Swift is up in a box sitting down watching. You do your thing. He's got to feel the pressure to go, man, I got I to gotta get her out somehow. I got to get her to perform with me on the stage. Because people are going to know she's in the house if she's there. Right? Oh, God. Like that's like back in the day if you were you're doing something and the Beatles in their prime are just sitting there, you know, crushing beers watching you and people know the Beatles are in the house back in the 50s and 60s. They're like the Be- the Beatles are here, dude. Just no offense, play your tune, but the Beatles are also here. So can they jump in on a tune? Can you give Ringo the sticks? Give Paul a guitar? What, you know? So Usher must feel an immense pressure to go like, oh, man, i got to reach out to Taylor Swift. Hey, Taylor, look, do you want to come down, do a tune with me, right? It's not necessarily your show anymore, right, if you're Usher? There's going to be that kind of, oh, I wonder if Taylor's going to come out, you know? Wow, I don't know. Because apparently she's supposed to be on tour, uh, finishing her last show or something. Just um, before the Super Bowl. Her last show is just before the Super Bowl. And uh, people are now betting on whether or not she's going to be able to make it back in time to get to the game. And they are like, well, here's how it could work. Someone actually had already worked out. You know, she got off stage where she's performing in New Zealand or Australia or something. Um would she be able to make it back to America to get to the Super Bowl in time? Like, this is a story right now. I typed this in to my phone. Can Taylor Swift make it to Super Bowl 2024 to watch Travis Kelsey? How her tour aligns. 
You know what I'm saying? Can she make it to Las Vegas? Oh, she's performing in Tokyo less than 24 hours before kickoff. So now people are trying to figure out, can she get back to Las Vegas in time to watch her partner play in the Super Bowl? Right? No one asked that about Janet Gretzky back in the day. Oh, Janet's in Australia somewhere and Wayne's got a game. Let's all see if we can figure out Janet's flight schedule so she can get back to see Wayne's game. Nobody cared. It's, I mean, I don't, I've never seen anything like it. And I, I wonder how she handles it. How does she handle that level of mega, 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 mega stardom? I don't know how a human being can handle that and stay normal. But she seems to be doing it. I mean, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know how to process that. I'm going to have some sip of coffee here. Mm-mm-mm. A little peppermint mocha action going on. And the thing about it is, I'm, I'm not a big football guy. I, I don't get the hype around football. It's a big buildup of a week for regular games. And then for the Super Bowl, it's a buildup of weeks for the game. And it just, it, it's overhyped to me. It really is. Football also, there's not enough constant action, right? It's like we all get together. Let's get in a huddle. Let's talk about what we're going to do on this next play. Okay, we're going to do this. All right, I'm going to call out these crazy letters and numbers and terms, and you guys are going to run that play. Okay, ready? Let's go. Red Bell 2, Red Bell 2, on 3. And then the play lasts two seconds. Boom. Dude's tackled. It's over. Now we all get together again. Let's talk about what we're going to do on this next one. Right? I just, there's not enough constant motion. We're stopping and starting too much. It, it, it's, it's like, football to me is like someone learning how to drive a standard. It just keeps cutting out. Right? You're not getting the pedal timing and the chill. You're not getting the timing right. And she stalls. It just keeps stalling. And I'm out. I can't, I can't keep watching it. I don't, you know? Imagine if basketball, if every time the ball turned over or a pass was not completed, both teams got back together and talked about what they wanted to do. Okay, the pass didn't get to you that time, so we're going to run a different play this time. There's literally like a minute in between every play that ever happens. You'd be like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. You know? And that's how I feel about football. I get you have to be an athlete. And these guys are strong and they're fast and explosive. I get all that. I'm not saying they're not great athletes. Especially wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks. I get all that. Right? Although some of those linemen, I mean, you know, maybe one too many uh, carbo- macchiatos, you know. So I understand they're athletes. I get it takes skill. I understand that. But I just I need a sport that moves. I need a sport that's got constant motion and transition. That's why I like the basketball I like hockey. I like soccer. I like the the play to constantly be moving. Athletes play offense and defense. They're constantly just moving all the time. You constantly have to think from offense, suddenly change your thinking. Now you're thinking about defense and transition in between. I like that. To me, that's enjoyable. It keeps my attention. I can't watch you try and get the standard up the hill. I can't do it for 12 minutes. Just stop. Okay. Just take the handbrake. Can't do it. I just can't do it. So, I mean, I haven't watched a Super Bowl. I mean, I don't, 
I, I probably was in my 30s the last time I watched a full Super Bowl, you know? And I have no desire, I'll be honest with you, to watch this one. But I'm gonna, there's going to be a lot of hype about it and what the odds are and what that team's got to do to make sure they get it across the line. But I, I don't think I'll be watching. I almost feel like the Taylor hype is almost more entertaining to me. Just to watch how people react to Taylor Swift possibly going or not going to this game. And uh, that is a bigger source of entertainment for me than the actual game itself. And again, not a, I'm not a Swifty, I wouldn't say. But I just find it fascinating as a social experiment how this one person monopolizes everyone's attention. And in fields, she's not even in. Like in football. Taylor Swift has never put a helmet on and and got a first down in her life. But now football analysts are talking about Taylor Swift. That's how big her influence is. Right? Politicians, political pundits are talking about Taylor Swift and how she could influence this election. I mean, hats off to her. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, the, the... on fire right now. I mean, she's on fire. Um, what have I got coming up? What is happening with me? You're saying to yourself, you're saying there, you're saying, Trent, that's great. You know, you're rambling about Taylor Swift there. You've talked about coffee. I mean, but, but, but there's no, there's no substance, Trent. What's going on in your life? Um, I'm in the, in the midst of a 22 minute season and today's a writing day. So I, uh, punched out a sketch there and, uh, submitted that. And now uh, recording the old podcast for you. Um, there may be some summer stand-up shows coming at you, kids. Okay? I don't want to uh, say anything too much too soon. Uh, but uh, there may indeed be some stand-up comedy shows coming at you guys this summer. Um, maybe a big one or two. Uh, there's talks, shall we say. There's talks. Um as you may or may not know, the Halifax Comedy Festival is back this year, uh, May 8th to the 11th, and I'm hosting that again. It's a little bit later in the year this year. It's going to be in May. And so uh, I know for a fact some shows have already sold out uh, for the Halifax Festival. So uh, uh, get yourself, if you're in the Halifax, Atlanta, Canada area, and you want to see some great stand-up, uh, that always delivers every single year. The fine folks at the Halifax Comedy Festival, yours truly, is hosting a bunch of those shows. And it's always a great time. Uh, so May 8th to the 11th, uh, check that out um, at the Halifax Comedy Festival. Uh, their website, halifaxcomedyfest.ca, hafest.ca, something like that, I believe. Um, check that out. But as I said, some shows are already sold out and some shows have some limited tickets. So get there, look up some acts, check out a show, maybe go for some dinner first, have a drinky two or two or poo or two or whatever you want to do, and then go to the show, huh? Then maybe go out after the show. I mean, I don't know. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm not Taylor Swift. I'm not everywhere. I'm just at the Halifax Comedy Festival, May 8th to the 11th, you know? And so that is confirmed. I'll be doing that. And as I said, there are some talks about uh, about me doing some other shows and uh, just trying to figure that out now and see if I can iron that out. I do like downtime in the summer. As I said, the, t- the show, 22 Minutes, is, um, is demanding for that six, seven months that we're shooting. And so I don't like to fill my schedule up with uh, a ton of dates in the summer months. I like to just kind of lay low and 
spend time with the lady and, uh, you know, just, just recharge a little bit. But uh, I am missing stand-up a lot these days, so I definitely want to get back on stage and start doing some shows and uh, be a part of some bigger shows as well. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'll keep you all posted here on the old Trend 30. Um, but, uh, yeah, just really enjoying jotting down some ideas and um, some some fresh thoughts that I want to share with you all um, on stage. So um, so I think those will be coming up a little bit later. But, I, again, I will keep you posted here on the old, on the old Trend 30. Um, thanks so much to everybody who's been listening to the show and uh, engaging on social media and sending me lovely emails about past shows or past stand-up shows or whatever it is. I really, really do appreciate that. You know, you do these things, you put them out in the world, and you move on, and you're like, does anybody care? Does anybody listen to these? Does anybody care about the things we're putting out there in the world? And clearly, some of you do. So I really do appreciate that. And uh, as I said, I hope you're all well. I know it's been crazy. Winter's nuts. Just hang in there. Like, this is not going to be forever. This is going to change. And eventually, you're going to take the shorts, your, your summer shorts and tank tops out of that blue Tupperware bin, you got them in somewhere, and they're going to be all wrinkled, and you're going to go, no, today's the day. I'm putting them on. The, the weather warrants me putting on this tank top and these shorts. This, this is it's coming. It's, it's coming. you got to believe in it. you got to see it. you got to feel it. And if you can't, just you know, book a trip to uh, Mexico somewhere. You know, there's options. Um, anyway, this has been the Trent 30. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, have a fantastic week. You know, it's good. If it's been a crap week so far, it's all right. Turn around. Okay, you're not a quitter. Just turn it around. You can do it. I believe in you. All right? All right. You take care now. You be good. All right. I'll see you again. Bye-bye.